0: Welcome to The Underground. Turn me up, bitch! My Little Underground with Peter A. It's My Little Underground. I'm Peter A. Make sure you're listening anywhere you get podcasts. And you can follow me on socials at Pod. You can also visit my website, PeterARadio.com for the My Little Underground archive and some playlists that I know you will enjoy. And returning to the show after three years... We got UVTV talking about their brand new album, Always Something. We talked about some songwriting risks they took, recording during COVID, and booking a European tour. Very exciting. Glad to welcome back UVTV to My Little Underground. Yeah. So cool to catch up with uh, with you two. Rose and Ian, UVTV. New album. And... I'm so excited because I heard it and it's very good. It's very exciting. It's quick, right to the right to the point. And um, you take a little bit of um, some chances. You know, the, the last album, Happy, had a lot of just one, two, three. But then some of these songs are very just OK, let's slow it down. Let's, uh, you know, let's change things around. And uh, yeah, so the one thing I think is interesting uh, outside of music. I, I, I saw I think you put it on the band page. Yeah, you did put it on the band page. Rose, you talked about your grandmother working for the World's, World's Fair in 1964. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so cool. Like, did she ever tell you any weird or really cool stories from that time period?
1: So that was um, a very interesting full circle for me in a strange way, because when my parents visited, she was like, we have to go to World's Fair. My mother worked there. She loved that this place and this job. And then it was actually Ian's idea to take band photos there, which I was like, "like perfect. This is this is great." Um, so unfortunately, I don't have any stories from her directly because she's no longer here. So everything lives through what my mom has told her and and my other sisters. But my my mom grew up in Queens, um, so I actually lived. 20 minutes away from where she grew up as a child. And um, my grandmother worked as a secretary at the World's Fair. And um, I I don't know, I'm just like trying to think like, it was just the, I don't know, it was nice for my family and for me and a fun fact. And I always remember that Men in Black was filmed there. It's true. Um, And just thought it would be a fun story to share in the in the releasing of this record
0: you know you talk about you know taking photos there but have you ever thought about playing a set there like either impromptu or something more organized or anything like that
1: you know secretly i'm hoping that someone in in that you know Base over there, we'll, we'll figure out about us and, and we could get a show. That would be so cool. Um, if something like that were to happen, I'd love to play a show there. That would be the coolest thing. Um, I also want to visit the museum when I get the chance uh, because it's a really interesting museum with the like the small scale New York.
2: Yeah, they have like the five boroughs, like a miniature version of five yeah. it's yeah
1: cool.
0: It was
2: closed when we were there. but
1: yeah.
0: Are you talking about the uh, the science museum there, or yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? I haven't been there since I was in seventh grade, and it was really cool. I remember enjoying it, but I, I should um, I should uh, I should go back definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that uh that monument, the Unisphere, is quite. I love it. It's quite the sight. Um, yeah, yeah, like it's that, and like the Cyclone, or some of. Uh, I guess maybe maybe in some circles it isn't, but uh, more of the more underrated New York landmarks outside of like the. Yeah. And building and et cetera. Statute. I
1: agree. I that's why we kind of uh, liked it, felt attached to it, because you know, we've we've haven't lived in New York for that long, but that's something that I have almost a connection to through my lineage. And and then also it is it's an underrated landmark, like you said, but still a really interesting one.
0: You got the European tour early next year. Is this the, your first time overseas?
2: yeah i mean touring yeah we went we went to paris like right before everything got locked down but that was just like on leisure
0: it was, was part of the tour what'd but, you do over there did you go record shopping what what happened what happened in paris we
1: well it what i had worked a long grueling tough year um and and that was our vacation that we took for fun we um we've never been so it was really affordable to go in December. And it was lucky that the timing, we were able to go somewhere right before the whole world changed. Um, so, I mean, it was just for uh, for fun. I mean, we did some record shopping and some thrifting. I mean, we loved looking for old cameras and stuff like that. Um, and then we had, this Europe tour has been rescheduled twice now. So it was originally for Uh, September of 2020 Mm -hmm. and then got rescheduled to August of 2020, which at that point when it was rescheduled for the first time, we were like, oh, no problem. Like, well, this will be fine in uh, (laughs) August. And then it could have maybe happened last summer, but then we just went ahead and canceled it and nothing this year and going straight into 2022, spring of 2022. So that'll be our first time.
0: Were you two ever, or at least now, nervous or a little bit uh, paranoid about going overseas even if it is early next year uh, because in the UK all those other variants were we're were forming or still are forming I I don't know what the situation is overseas is that ever a conversation between you two at all or three with uh, Ian Rose too I mean I can't really speak for you I I feel like I'm not really worried about it I mean like
2: obviously like It'd be cool if like it's safe to play. I think that's like, you know, the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But outside, like for my own personal safety, no, I don't really care.
1: We felt like if this because they were trying to push last summer, and we we're like, that just doesn't feel safe. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think six months out, mm-hmm. we'll evaluate everything and make a decision. But it feels it feels safe, fish.
2: Yeah. Now
1: you know, <laughs> I don't know. That's this current moment, (laughs) at least in New York. Yeah, I
2: mean, like, hopefully you don't have to play a show and, like, look at a sea of mass. You know, maybe, like, I don't know, just be, like, sort of apocalyptic sort of vibes. Or, like, the
0: Flaming Lips, you can have everybody inside a bubble. Yeah. yeah. If we had the budget, you know. Yeah, right. (laughs) We all need a a bubble budget, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really cool.
2: A bubble budget.
1: (laughs) A bubble budget, yeah. yeah,
0: I think what what I saw, go ahead.
1: I wouldn't even want to do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
0: it'd be weird. I mean, I think I saw a video in the show. It looked like- I saw a picture, it looked, it looked weird. It looked very, yeah. very weird and kind of like, uh, I would get claustrophobic and I'm like, oh, I can't handle this, I'm, I want to get out of this bubble. Um, yeah, so, like- yeah. What, what other countries in the UK or Europe or the rest of the world that you would want to perform at?
1: <clears throat>
2: For me, probably Japan.
1: Yeah, Japan would be like, great. I'd like to go to South America. Um, it's it's interesting this time around because um, I, I think this record has has done the best so far out of all of our other records, and I think it's just the time that we're in, and also, um, you know, working with like a PR company. But we can see the reach of it. And it's been cool to see the, the new places that the music has gone to. Um, and I would love to play South America and um, Japan and eventually make it to Australia. That would be
0: fun. Yeah, sure. Very uh, festival-friendly countries. Mm-hmm. That, that'll work. that would be cool. I, I can see you two playing that. Uh, when you say this is the best this album is done for you, like, what, what do you mean by that, Like spe- specifically?
1: just in terms of the response, um, that we've received. And I mean, you know, you can directly see the numbers if you're linked in with Spotify and Bandcamp and all these, these data points, um, which, you know, it's, it's that's just like the modern world of releasing music. Um, and it's exciting uh, for us. So, um, but that's that's what I mean in that way of numbers, I guess. Which sounds kind of lame,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: but it directly shows you, you know, what how things are doing, which is cool.
2: Yeah, I kind of check out when these like we do the record, and I kind of like disappear. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You uh, know? You know, this time around, um, when I'm seeing uh, one, I'm seeing a lot more reviews and like commentary. Um, and more interviews with you two th- this time around than with, with Happy. The one thing I don't see a lot, I don't I don't see a lot of like comparisons to other groups anymore. You know, maybe you've seen some other ones, but I haven't oh, seen I,
2: I, I mean, we could go,
0: I mean, we got
2: like crazy comparisons that like people, I mean, like it's like a sort of a testament to someone's like sort of musical knowledge, the comparisons they throw at us, like heard like misfits. I mean, I think we talked about this last time. It's like, I feel like, we like are inspired by a lot of things, but we we sort of have our own thing going. And so like because it's like easier to just be like they sound like band A or band B, we like get a lot of that. But I mean, I don't know, whatever. If people are talking about the band and want to review the album, that's cool, you know. But uh it's just weird when the like review is like ninety percent comparisons, like
0: mm-hmm.
2: and like ten percent uh like what's actually going on on the record, you know? but you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a healthy way to, to deal with something like that. Well, like you said, Ian, it's a, you know, people are talking about it, which is good, you know, and I, yeah. I like it. Exactly. And I see your Instagram stories. It's like a bunch of people sharing the album and everything like that, which is amazing to see. I, I love seeing that. And it's, yeah. Like you said, Rose, it's like a lot more engagement this summer, a lot more reach it mm-hmm. seems. So with the U S do you have any shows planned for 2021 20, 2022? Oh,
1: yeah. We're we're figuring that out. Um, if anything it's going to be towards the end of summer, but I would love to know what's happening again in New York, like what bands are going, what venues are going. We'll we'll definitely start in New York first before we go anywhere else, but I would love to as soon as we can do like an East Coast thing.
0: That's yeah. interesting because um, I've been seeing a lot of shows announced w- within, domestically than mm-hmm. I've seen overseas. I think it's interesting that I've, uh, as far as UTV's UVTV's live thing, I, the overseas thing I see first in the U.S. So that's kind of interesting. Wow. Okay.
1: What do you mean? What do you mean? Like
2: he, he said, he means like he's seen more shows happening in New York than like.
0: Yeah. More yeah. shows in the U.S. I've seen more yeah. shows in the U.S. announced, more venues announcing shows here, like rapidly mm-hmm. all the festivals yeah. and everything. I haven't seen any artists announce, oh, we're going overseas first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- and then the, the US shows come after that. Yeah. That's what I mean.
1: Yeah. We'll definitely play before we go to Europe. I know that's for sure.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm
1: looking forward to getting back into the the New York playing scene. Like that's something I really miss a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, you know, especially mm-hmm. moving into the borough since we last talked. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see from like the underground music perspective because you know the barrio is going to be there and mm-hmm. whatever. But I want to yeah. see the the smaller places and see what they're doing. Like elsewhere is doing a lot of stuff, so let's see what Transpeco's got popping up. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm looking right, forward to right. stuff like that. Yeah,
1: I'm excited to see everything come back.
0: Yeah. I'm like curious, like if,
2: like what bands are left. What I mean, bands? that's another yeah. good question. I have, I mean, like I don't know because I you know because I'm not on like i guess instagram i don't see a lot of like the band stuff Mm -hmm. and like so i'm not even sure like who's playing still who lives here still you know what i mean like yeah yeah Like things were thriving before Mm -hmm. and then it'll be interesting to see like maybe new bands started yeah definitely
1: new bands started i know Um,
0: quite a few like what venues made it through Mm -hmm. and stuff it's going to be interesting to see because with elsewhere they announced their shows And the bills have been small. it would be like one bigger act and another smaller one or one big act and like two smaller ones. It's not like how it was. It would be like three or four. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Always Something, the new album, you know, I'm very, very excited about it. But the one thing I did notice, like, there is a lot of like classic UVTV stuff, very quick, punchy, catchy. And then there's a song like Plume. Am I pronouncing that right? It's Plume, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Plume. Uh, it's very um, not not heady, but it's very um, dense, and it's very um, you know, I guess more. Um, how do I say? Um, it's almost <laughs> psychedelic, but I'm not going to pin you guys to the psych- psychedelic yeah. group. But it's very just, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's I, different from what does. I usually do. She wrote mm-hmm.
1: it. It's the one song on the record that I yeah. wrote from beginning to end. Most most of the stuff has been led by Ian and then I added my parts and that was the one song that I was like this yeah. this is something I'm adding. But um, She
2: wrote the she wrote the chord progression and I added a key change in like the yeah. chord C parts. I don't
1: know. Everything is always a collaboration, but usually who initiates songs are Ian. So that that song is one that I initiated. Um, yeah I, I I mean that song uh i think it's probably one of the most emotional songs on the record um just because the 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 phrase i can't take it all on my own is kind of like this like letting go of just having to carry everything I, I don't know it's it's a lot to
2: very 2020 relevant
1: yeah yeah We and i i had the song written actually prior well the the structure and and the melody written prior to 2020. And then when we decided to be on the record, um, I didn't have all the lyrics, I just had the chorus. Um, And we actually recorded during um, last summer, during all the uh, protests happening in New York. So it kind of helped. I, I fit the feelings of that moment in that song and that's why I feel like it has kind of this, um, uh, there's like this like empowering moment in it and this like letting go and this release. And so it had kind of different places that it formed, but it all came together. And, and I, what I found to be a really profound moment in my life in particular.
0: Yeah, that's basically what I was thinking about. Cause there's a lot of like, there's a few different passages in the song, so like, is this kind of a um, a preview to what UVTV will would do in the future? Like more songs like this that are kind of densely layered and have multi- multiple multiple uh, 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 <laughs> phases to it? No, <laughs> I, just got, I just got an MPC. We're writing like a, a electronic record
2: next month.
0: I man, I would love to hear you guys uh, <laughs> go in that I, realm.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I've been messing around with that. So cool. I don't, maybe, I don't know, like, I like those kinds of songs, but like, uh, I think like, they, you know, it's all that sort of vibe, it kind of gets a little boring. I think that song was like a good, like has a nice spot in the record. And,
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll always do whatever we feel in the moment. I think that's kind of true for us as a band. Um, we don't really want to stick any place for too long. So I think that's why we're going to experiment a lot and see what comes out of that for the next one. But it could, there could be elements of plume on the next record. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah.
2: I mean, it, well, yeah, that yeah. one actually has like a drum machine for like yeah. half the song. And then We like did some live drums towards the end on like the like the big like build up part, and, like
0: sped the drum machine up mm-hmm. to try to give this like sense of like tension, you know. Mm-hmm. And if I were, if I were to recommend. This album to someone. And and because usually, when, when these days, when you tell people about a new artist or a new album that came out, usually what they tell me is, what songs should I check out? They don't just listen to the whole album. Like yeah. if somebody asks me about the, the new UTV album, I'm going to be like, oh, Plume, listen to that one. That's the one. Oh,
1: really? My song.
0: Yeah, for real. like I, I love that song. It's absolutely oh. great. Oh, that's,
1: yeah. great. that's great. That's really cool. I think because we, we have. I feel like our sound was very cohesive on this record for us. I think that, but there, but there are like these branches, right. And like plume was one of those branches and it's, I don't think I've heard somebody say they like that element of the record yet. Um, Cause you know, the singles get blasted and then everything else just be kind of like, I don't mind just got mentioned on a list, which is great because that's another song I really like on the record. So that, that's nice to hear.
0: What song would you recommend to somebody? <laughs> you can answer that one first.
1: Well, I do love Holland Sunday, the last song on the record, a lot. Yeah. That's um, cool. it's a moodier vibe, but I I know I'm gonna love playing that live because we're gonna have the synth and stuff uh in the live sense. So. I think that's one of my favorites plus i love distant lullaby i mean it's just like to the point <laughs> what ways do you recommend?
2: i like always something those i mean it's yeah. the it's the most fun to play mm-hmm. like it's kind of sort of free on it because it's just sort of noisy yeah. and uh, and yeah i think that one will be a banger live mm-hmm. uh like yeah either that one or uh, i mean uh, distant lullaby was like the one that seemed to get everyone's sort of everyone universally to like that song. So maybe that one. Um, I think I think the record though, we really kind of made it, we tried to sequence it so that it, like, you know what I mean? I actually paid really close attention to sequencing and like how everything felt like during Plume and track five and then having Always Something open the B-side and just those kinds of things we were really like conscious of this time around. Um, but yeah, Distant Lullaby or uh, Always Something would be my Hey, check this record out. Which yeah. are
1: Google, so. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so Ian Rose, your brand new drummer, and you guys have known him for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Was this the first time that he's played with you on a record? Or has he done other stuff? Or has he played live with you, or what? Yeah, yeah. He...
1: This is the first one with him.
0: Yeah, uh, but fine. we've
1: been playing live with him since 2019. Um, Was,
2: has it been that long?
1: Yeah you know
0: <laughs> have you guys felt uh you've built chemistry as a group even though you've known each other for a while like have you uh you feel like yeah. you yeah you guys have gelled very well since we're
1: pretty joined. much a, a unit um we uh basically he's in uv tv and then we also will be supporting his solo project live which that's something that will come out this summer hopefully it's called status that you can listen to it online Um, and then also Ian and well Ian Rose is opening a studio and Ian's been helping him set it up so they're also their own collaborators yeah we hang out a lot they we're very much like a unit in a way and I wish he were here today but you'll meet him eventually Um, yeah yeah but but yeah no we we really just gelled instantly we felt like we met um, somebody who was very much on the same page as us, um, you know. At that moment when we when we all met in New York, um, so it's perfect combo. And the name thing is kind of nuts, but it is what I it think is. So. I read a review <laughs> or someone
2: that thought we were like Hughes fucking around.
1: I know people think we're joking, but it's really not well, a joke. It is. It is it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So with, with the new album, You Know What Always Something, you guys recorded this during COVID, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We
1: wrote and recorded all, everything during 2020. Yeah. But
0: There's, how did you guys, did you guys all bunker together or what did you do to keep yourself yeah. safe at least?
1: Okay, so we are the main songwriters of for TV. So that's why we were able to get so much done because we were just together in our home. Writing, um, and demoing out stuff, and um, yeah, it just gave us a bunch of time to really. I mean, think I, about things. Yeah,
2: I hit like I don't know. I guess we we had I don't mind for a long time. Like mm-hmm. that was like a sign. I think we even played live a little bit.
1: Yeah, and back. To but nowhere. then like
2: the the other seven or eight songs came like super quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. which I don't know once we were like okay we have nine songs we can record now mm-hmm. but I was like demoing stuff um, at home and it was yeah I just did everything in logic and then was like all right let's like rehearse and stuff we we were kind of just like a, the three of us were just around each other and then we would like stay home because it was mm-hmm. like I think we recorded it like at the height of like the New York City like shutdown
1: it was in June so yeah we were it was, um, things were, oh, like, restaurants were opening up outside, and, you know, we were very cautious when we were at the studio, but it, since we're just a three-piece, it's, it's easier because it's less people, and yeah. it felt safe, so, you know, that's what we did. Yeah,
2: yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, like, it's, you know, we didn't have anyone, we weren't, like, living with anyone that's, like, at risk, you know?
1: Yeah, we were lucky in that way that we're all...
2: So yeah we took i guess a risk. i mean we're, we're also going to like protest and stuff too so it's like
1: everyone yeah. was out yeah, was kind of at awkward. least in new york city i mean
0: and you guys weren't even on social media like that too mm-hmm. during we, that time
1: like on social media yeah
0: you guys weren't on i haven't, I haven't seen you guys on social media you know
1: oh, yeah. as yeah
0: until you announced a new single
1: i know yeah
0: i think that's Which is cool yeah i think like i don't know we're
1: very much like when we're active it's you yeah. can tell and then when we're not we're not i mean we're not like a content driven band like when we have <laughs> of course there we'll we'll share
2: yeah
1: um I, I i hope that we can remain active and keep sharing and keep doing things now that things are moving forward um I
2: i'm i mean it's like another job handling all the social media
0: plus writing a record mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I figured if I don't have something, something to share, I just won't share it. Yeah. 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 And I think it's cool that you were able to get vinyl press dur- during this time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like, yeah. You- yeah. yeah. Well, we're waiting on it. Well,
1: it. It's a little delayed right now. Okay. Even we haven't even gotten our test press yet. I know it's going to be like this week. Um, so, I they're trying. I it's just the time, it's like the end of the, the bottleneck, I guess, of the pressing plans. So, hopefully, yeah, I feel
2: like a lot of records are getting, getting press rooms, yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, and even before COVID, pressing plans are already overwhelmed because of the resurgence of popularity in vinyl. So, uh, yeah, add a, add a global pandemic to that. But yeah. I, I was grateful, like, I was able to get records without any real hassle. I know people that. Mm-hmm still haven't gotten records yet I know. so I don't know it's like a, I don't know some people are just lucky I guess I don't know yeah
1: I think yeah. I think everyone's just kind of been that like all right we'll be patient I'm I am so I hope that everyone understands and gets that so
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. so what, what's something about happy that you liked and you brought with you to always something and something about happy or your previous work that you hated and you totally dismissed? for always something and that can be anything recording process um you know songwriting techniques etc
1: well the first thing i can think of is uh album art wise i didn't i didn't necessarily hate happy it was it was just that we had moved and we weren't with ryan so we couldn't like collaborate together on album artwork. And I kind of had to piece it together from everything that we had. Whereas this time around, it's a really design heavy, it's a gatefold, like it's gonna, I really like the way it looks. So I really wanted to push the visuals on this record. Another thing too, I thought was interesting is how we're kind of in a singles market again because of streaming. Um, and that's something that was new for us releasing wise. Um, but that's all technical like band stuff. But as far as music, the creative process goes, um, I know I really wanted to develop my songwriting skills a little bit more, like more of a, be a little less vague and a little more straightforward. I feel Mm -hmm. like previously I... I would just kind of like sit in the vagueness, which I think is okay, but I wanted to have um, just a little bit more effort in the lyrics personally, and um, also uh, pushing myself more as a singer on this record. Um, So those are the few things that kind of stand out versus from happy wanting to change from there to here and um, I don't know. I'm gonna let you go, and while I think of something happy, we brought forward from that. I
2: mean, yeah, happy was like was super rushed. I mean, we mm-hmm. recorded it in like I think I think we tracked everything like a day. Yeah. It was quite- and we like and then we were working with this dude, and it was like, you know, tracking was fine, but then like, it was like no time to mix it, and we were leaving Florida at the time, so it was that record ended up taking a little longer than I think we like wanted it to you know and so we uh I think this time around too we were just kind of like I personally was like let's just try like every idea like Mm sort of like just let the recording sort of do its thing like the process instead of like being like super firm in like whatever you know I wanted the record to sound like so you know that was kind of cool because we were working with um this really good engineer near us named Sasha, and she had great ideas. And so
0: mm-hmm. I think
2: it was just like maybe more collaborative than some of the other records have been because I've been like sort of the one who like, like spearheads the projects or whatever. And so I was just kind of like, let's just see where this goes sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got
1: anything
2: else? then?
1: I mean, we wanted the energy of Happy to to flow through on this record, also.
2: Yeah, I think we wanted to be like. I think mm-hmm. I wanted it to be like less aggressive than Happy, too. Mm-hmm. A little bit, like more like sort of. I, don't know.
1: I think like you were talking about the tempo a lot too. How you wanted. Yeah, to be...
2: well, you know, it's like thing like Happy was every song was like super fast, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. <Yeah>. <Right>.
0: <laughs> that's good
1: yeah yeah they are and that's like the the energy of that time when we were doing it at that time but i think tempo wise we wanted to kind of like bring it back a little bit but yeah. we still have that energy which i think also sasha the engineer really liked on the previous record and brought through um this current record um from happy to always something
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um the album's great I'm very happy for you too. i um, I'm grateful that you two took the time. You aren't too big for me yet, which is great. <laughs> um, <No.
1: laughs> yeah,
0: so where can people follow UVTV, by the record or by digitally? Cause I know the records aren't ready yet, so.
1: Yeah, well, um, I'm trying to be as easy to find online as possible. Cause I don't believe in being pretentious and not sharing information. So you can find us on Bandcamp, you can find us on Instagram. Um I'm currently as in today setting up a way to pay us directly through PayPal um, on our website, which is uvtvmusic.com. So you don't have to deal with PayPal or, or I'm sorry, Bandcamp. It's just straight to PayPal, straight to us. Um yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> awesome yeah tv thank you to ian and rose the new album always something out right now go listen yeah and um stay cool guys because it's really hot here in new york city
1: yeah thank you so much for having us by the way thank
0: you